0: Soccer Central. Hello, and welcome to this week's Michigan Soccer Central podcast. My name is Brooks Lambeer, and we have an awesome interview for you on this episode. I had a great opportunity to interview Warren, Michigan native and current head men's soccer coach at The Ohio State University, Brian Mazanoff. Brian and I chatted about how he began playing soccer, his collegiate soccer career at Indiana University, being a pro player with the Columbus crew, as well as his time with the U.S. men's national team, Brian has so many great stories and is one of the nicest people I have met in the soccer world. A big thank you to our listeners who keep up with each episode of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Here is Brian Mazanoff. All right. I am joined now by the Ohio State men's soccer head coach Brian Mazenoff. Uh, Brian's a Warren, Michigan native who has had quite the soccer journey, from playing college soccer at Indiana Un- University uh, to an eight-year pro career with the Columbus Crew. And uh, during his pro career, Brian played with the U.S. national team in the 1996 Summer Olympics and the 1998 World Cup. And in 2004, he retired and got into coaching. And we're just a few weeks away here from the fall 21 um, college soccer season from beginning. Uh, and then Brian will be entering his fourth year as the uh, coach at the, uh, the Ohio State University. Uh, Brian, thank you for taking your time to join me on the podcast. Uh, how are you and how are things looking for the fall 20, uh, 2021 season?
1: Well, Brooks, first of all, thanks for, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited to be on. I'm uh, really excited about the the fall season as we know the last year that we've all been through has been is been uh crazy to say the least um so to get after it this fall with what looks to be a a normal season um I think everybody in college soccer is excited to get after it again
0: oh yeah I'm sure I mean it's short turnaround from spring to uh to fall so it'll be uh interesting one but I'm I know all the players were you know during COVID you know you could just train the guys were so eager to get back at it that they're looking forward to you know, playing back in the normal fall time that you guys usually play. So
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't wait to get back at it.
0: <laughs> um, so just kind of starting off, you know, growing up in Warren, Michigan, um, you know, how'd you first get involved in soccer? And, you know, was that the only sport you you played growing up?
1: Yeah, no, growing up in Warren, my uh my neighbor across the street played soccer. My sister uh got involved in soccer and she was she was very good. Um she used to beat me up as a as a young as a young player um she 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 was excellent and uh you know at about 5 years old i i uh my neighbor was playing it and so i got involved and it was i played all the sports i played basketball i played i played football not on a team but in the streets baseball um just about everything hockey um just about everything but there was something about soccer using my feet and touching the ball that i really fell in love with and i would say by 8 uh, by eight, maybe nine, I knew that soccer was a sport. I still played basketball, still love basketball, played them all. But um, soccer um, definitely had a passion for soccer.
0: Yeah. Um, and then did you play club soccer growing up? And, you know, and just to kind of describe the club soccer scene, you know, how competitive yeah. it was.
1: Yeah, life was a little bit different. Club soccer looked a lot different. Um, but definitely played club soccer and worn, uh, you know, worn youth. Um, it might have been called worn Rec back then. Um, and that's kind of where it, where it all started. And then I played for a club called the Carpathia Kickers, um, and that led me to to play for Vardar uh, the end of my high school career and into college. So, um, you know, I had a coach um, named Huey Allen with the Carpathia Kickers who was a Scottish gentleman who really had a passion for the game. And, um, you know, at a young age, he did an unbelievable job teaching me about that passion and helped – uh, helped a passion in, in me grow. So, you know, I, I, Huey Allen was a, was a great influence, especially at a young age. He kind of took me under his wing and, and really helped me um, love the sport.
0: So as you mentioned, Huey really helped you love the sport. Um, what, what really, I guess, helped you develop your game, you know, the most, most as, as a youth player, was it because of all the sports you played? Was it just the competitive nature um, can you kind of describe what really helped you develop as a player?
1: Yeah. You know what? It was, it was a little bit of everything. You know, I was definitely competitive as a kid. Uh, Like I said, my sister used to, we used to play in the basement and if my sister beat me, I was, I was a wreck. Um, There were times I would cry or be upset about it. So that, that, that competitiveness definitely, definitely drove um, my career. But you know what? There was a lot that, I just love touching the soccer ball. I can remember as a young kid bringing a soccer ball everywhere I went to all my family occasions to um, anything and everything. I, I brought a ball with me and it was just, um, you know, b- being on the ball uh, as much as possible. It, it was different back then because, you you know, we trained like twice a week. And I think our season was like 10 weeks long and you had to do a lot on your own. Otherwise you, you just didn't develop. And um, like I said, I just, I had a passion to touch the ball and I, I had a brick wall outside of my house and I can remember just beating it against that, that wall, you know, hours, um, hours a day. And, and like I said, just kicking against the curb and, and playing as much as possible. So I just had a love for the, The soccer ball to be honest with you and that helped definitely help my my technique and um helped me develop my game
0: you know growing up in warren you know um playing high school soccer uh i know we've talked about this at uh de la salle you know i'm a i'm a saint mary's grad myself so the detroit catholic league is you know something i i cherish and you know it's always been a very competitive high school conference um you know your your uh, you know high school soccer career. It was probably a little different, you know, wha- back when you played than it is now. But you know, how much did that help in your development playing for De La Salle?
1: Yeah, that that was great. You know, um, you know, at the time I was I was supposed to go to Warmont That was the public high school that I was going to go to, but they didn't have soccer in ninth grade, so I went to De La Salle. Um, and and as you know, just was was blessed to play under one of the best, if not the best, high school, um, coach you know, in the, in the history of Michigan uh, with Thayer Mukhtar. And uh, again, his, his discipline and his passion for the game definitely rubbed off on all of us. And, you know, I I had some incredible teammates as well. And, you know, my senior year, um, you know, we we had a, we had a tremendous team and and learned a lot, not only from coach Mukhtar and his staff, but from my teammates as well.
0: Let's kind of transition, you know, into high school, you know, you're kind of deciding, you know, is college the next step? Can you kind of, describe that process you know the, the the colleges was there just one college you wanted to go to uh were there a few did you did you go to showcase camps you know like they have now like how was how that how that process kind of go yeah you, you know that?
1: they it, the process was much different back then uh that's for sure so i i did take my five official visits after high school my senior year um and looked all around pretty much in the midwest went a little bit out east um but back then you know they didn't have that that was uh, nineteen ninety four. Um, Excuse me. Um, that was not uh, back in the early nineties, and and um, you know it, it 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 looked much different. Um, it was ninety one, by the way. I think I said ninety four, but uh, that's how that's how long ago it was. Uh, but anyway, it was um, uh, it, it, life looked much different in terms of the recruiting process. So you know there there were a couple options. Uh, there was no professional league. I always knew that I wanted to play professionally if I had the opportunity, but but the, the uh, opportunities were limited. So you know, just looking around, finally, um, you know, after taking my visits, you know, Indiana was definitely the school for me. Um, again, the coaching staff was incredible. I always say it. I was I was blessed to play under one of the best high school coaches um, in in the state, in the country, and then obviously with with Jerry Yagley being one of um, if not the best college soccer coach. Um, so the opportunity to play under just some great leadership, um, led me to, to Indiana and, and, uh, you know, I just had an incredible career there and just thankful for their staff as well as, as my teammates.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, I I was your choice playing there from 91 to 94. Um, you know, and you mentioned coach Jerry Agli who's, you know, um, I mean that IU program just how we built the program and 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 you know where it is today you know wouldn't be be uh, wouldn't be there because of you know coach Yeagley obviously and uh, you know just under coach Yeagley how much did he help improve your development as a as a soccer player
1: yeah I mean he he definitely helped me take my game to the next level um, he, he was I, I didn't play for a national team I made the I made the regional team once as a, as a very young kid and then um, you know, I was I was kind of a late developer. So um, I made the regional team again, I think my last couple years um, right before college, uh, but never, never even um, had an opportunity with the national team. And it wasn't until college that, you know, my first opportunity, I think it was my junior year with the national what then was called the national B team um, came. So he, he helped me take take my game to that, to that next level. Um, again, not only coach Agli and his staff, but, you know, I was surrounded by some really, really good players that every day really pushed you um, to be better and, and to, to play at that, you know, possibly play at that level. So, you know, my experience at Indiana and coach Aigley was tremendous.
0: I guess with your time at, at Indiana university uh, you know, what, what was your best memory as a player?
1: Oh, there's, there's so many. I mean, like I said, I was, I was very fortunate to have an incredible group of guys around me. Um, But uh, so, I mean, there, there's a ton and and some of it's just hanging out with your, with your teammates, but you know, the, the run we had my senior year, um, you know, we had a great, we, we started a lot of freshmen, my my, my freshman year, we had a really big freshman class. I want to say it was right around 18, um, which, which is huge. And then, um, and we got to the we got to the College Cup that year, lost in the semifinals to Santa Clara. So my sophomore and junior year, we were always top two, three, five in the country, um, but always fell a little bit short when it came to tourney time. And then my senior year, with the run we had um, to get to the national championship, the semifinals, we played UCLA and. Uh, one four to one. And then it was, it was uh, onto the national championship against Virginia, who at that point had a, had a great run. Um, And, you know, it, it was, it was a battle in, in the national championship. We ended up losing one, nothing, but it was just a, that senior year was an incredible experience. And, and that probably there's a, there's a lot of memories there, but that was probably that senior year was, was probably what sticks out the most.
0: I mean, as we all know it, you know, from scouting college soccer, it's so hard to get the college cup, you know, year in and year out, with the grueling schedule of the three to four months and the, you know, traveling and the transition between the the warm weather to the cold weather. So it's, you know, it's not easy to get to college cup, you know, year after year, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, no, that was, but we had a, like I said, we had a, we had a really good team and that was, that was a lot of fun.
0: So let's kind of transition a bit. So good, good career at Indiana from 91 to 94, you know, MLS wasn't going to come around till 96. So, you know, what was, you know, and you said you wanted to be a pro soccer player. That was your dream. So, um, you know, after graduating, you know, what was kind of the direction you wanted to go into?
1: Yeah. So in, in 94 was the last, what was my senior year. So 95, um, I was invited to the Pan American games in Argentina. Um, I still had a semester left to graduate. Um, Actually a semester and then some to graduate. But I was invited to the Pan American Games with the U Twenty Threes, which was was gonna roll into the Olympics for ninety-six. And we were gonna be gone for like three to four weeks with the before training with the Pan American Games. And um, I just couldn't I couldn't take that much time off of school. So I actually uh, took that semester off and went to the Pan American Games with the U 23s. And it was probably about four days into the training before even our first game. And I tore my ACL, uh, the first time. And, um, you know, that, that was, that was tough, went back and, and rehabbed, uh, all that, that beginning of, of 95. And then I was invited the second half of, of 95, the, the 23s did a residency program out in Chula Vista, um, that I was invited to still just coming back a little bit from my, from my ACL, but went out there and trained with the 23s out in Chula Vista. great experience. Um, and then um, but I was still wasn't quite 100% with my knee. And then uh, but I, I was there for about three or four months. and then and then 1996 came, and that's when um, obviously the, the league started. Um, and then that's when the Olympics were at the same time. So uh, long story short, I was allocated to the Columbus crew, which was, which, was, which was great. Um, Spent my whole career, obviously, in in Columbus. Uh, But in 96, it was an interesting year. It was was an awesome year. Um, I was named to the Olympic team. And so we played our first couple games um, with our MLS clubs. So uh, I think it was the first four to five games with our MLS clubs. And then we went full-time residency with the Olympic team. At that point, we went from Chula Vista. Bruce Arena was a coach, and we went out to D.C., um, and use their facilities. Cause he was also coaching for DC United. So, uh, we went out there and we had residency out in, in Washington, DC, uh, prior to the Olympics. Um, and then obviously Olympics were in the summer in Atlanta, um, which I was fortunate to, to be, be a part of and then join the uh, Columbus crew right after.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's kind of stay on topic with the 96 summer Olympics. I mean, Listen, some of the guys you've played with, I mean, former Michigander, Lexi Lalas, you know, Eddie Pope, who, uh, you know, was a good player at UNC, I believe, Um, you know, uh, Casey Keller, Claudia Reyna, Frankie Hadouk, and then you mentioned Bruce Arena, Um, you know, a tough group, you know, in 96, the Summer Olympics, you had to play in against Argentina, Tunisia, Portugal. Um, Can you kind of just, you know, what was it like to represent your country at the 96 Summer Olympics?
1: It, it was incredible. Um, I mean, it, it really was. It was a, a great experience to be to have, have the Olympics in, in your home country. Uh, it, it was it was really incredible. Uh, I can remember the opening opening game was um, so they our games were played in, in Legion Field. Uh, we had two games at Legion Field in Birmingham, and then we went out to uh, RFK in DC. Um, so the 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 soccer Olympics were um, kind of scattered throughout the Southeast because they needed the bigger stadium. So we're in Legion field. We, we couldn't go to the opening Olympic or the opening ceremonies. So they actually had, um, like a, its own soccer had its own opening ceremonies. And so, you know, I, I mentioned, I just got done playing in the college cup. Great experience. It was actually in Davidson, North Carolina. There were about 12 to 14,000 people there. It was a pack. They did a great job. Um, but now we're playing against Argentina in the, in the opening of the Olympics in Legion Field. About 96,000 people. Uh, I think it might have been the, the biggest crowd ever in Legion Field. Um, and we're playing Argentina, who, if you looked at the scouting report, um, they were one of the best teams in the world. And um, they were all under 23. Um, the, the gentleman I was matched up with was Zanetti. He was, he I was left midfield. He was right back. And, you know, he was five years with Inter Milan already. Um, you know, if you just went down their roster, it was Inter Milan, Manchester United, Man City, you name it. They were, um, they were the, the, the big timers throughout the world. And if you looked at our roster, it was Indiana university, you know, uh, UNC, um, So it was just apples and oranges in terms of, of that. If you looked at the scouting report. So, you know, we walk out into the uh, Legion field and again, the biggest crowd I ever played in front of was 14,000, 12 to 14,000 in the college cup the year before. And we didn't get to see the field because they were having the soccer opening ceremony. So we actually warmed up in the, in the locker room. And then they had a a section in the parking lot for us. (laughs) And um so we walk onto the field and just, I can remember it right now. And it's so much fun watching the Olympics because it just brings back the memories walking out of the tunnel and just hearing the chant of U- USA in front of 96,000 people and looking across and, and seeing Argentina, like I said, one of the best teams in the world. Um, it, it was just an incredible experience. And then we, we scored in the first minute, um, which was Claudia Reina scored in the first minute, which was incredible on top of everything else. And I can remember jogging back to midfield and I was after 54 seconds of soccer, I was exhausted because I was emotionally um it was just it was overwhelming. Um but it it was a great game that opening Olympics. I, I can remember it and, and still hear the chant and, and get the goosebumps when I think about it.
0: A few other guys I, I looked at that uh Argentina roster, just Matias Salmeida, the head coach of San Jose, was on that was on the Argentine side, uh that roster. Herman Crespo. Who had a great uh, career in Syria with Lazio and, and Parma and some other guys, and then Atletico Madrid coach Diego Simeone was on on that yeah. squad as well. So, uh, <laughs> quite the uh, quite the roster, as you said, going up and down the, that Argentine roster. Yeah, uh, they, they, they were played. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Toughest opponent Argentina you played in that group stage or Portugal. Uh, definitely Argentina. Like
1: I said, we went up one Oh, they, they tied it, uh, went up two to one and we were kind of pushing a little bit and and they ended up winning three to one. Um, and then we went on Tunisia was next, um, a game that got delayed because of weather. Uh, but we went on to beat them two nothing. Um, and then, uh, we had to beat Portugal, um, at RFK in front of a, a packed I think it was 60,000. I think it was it was um capacity and we had to beat Portugal and we ended up we ended up drawing 1-1. Um they went up 1-0 uh and then we tied it and I re- I can remember Claudio hitting the post. We had so many chances against Portugal and to be honest with you I thought we deserved better. Um and we we should have won that. And I, I believe the coach after even said, you know, that was a team that probably deserved their coach, Portugal's coach, you know, a team that probably deserved to go on to the to the next round. But, you know, we were unfortunate not to get that result. And um, but what a what an unbelievable experience.
0: Let's switch back to, to MLS. So, you know, you get allocated to the Columbus crew, you know, and Linus, it, it had been 11 years since, you know, the NASO folded in 85, which. I'm sure growing up you, you probably watched some games or went to oh, some yeah. Detroit express games, you know, sure. the old NASL, you know, when MLS kicked off there and there was professional soccer back in, you know, America, you know, how did it feel to be a part of that kind of rebirth of professional soccer in the United States?
1: Oh, it was, it was incredible. Um, I mean, the, the, the home opening games across MLS were, were probably so much more than what people thought. I know here we were playing in, in, uh, at Ohio stadium, the football stadium. And we had, we had about 32,000, 30,000. Um, they, they did a great job, of sectioning it off. I mean, it, it holds over a hundred thousand, but it, it was a great atmosphere. Um, LA I know did really well at the Rose. Bowl. I mean, just some of the crowds in those first couple of games, it was incredible. And to be a part of the beginning of it and to see where it is now, just, um, you know you're honored to be part of that the uh, the building of the of the league and um you know there there were some rough moments i mean there were some some good stories i could tell you um definitely in in the growing pains of, of the first couple of years but it was uh it was a great experience and to see where it is now is is awesome
0: with your time with the Columbus crew is would you say 96 is the most memorable season or is there another one that really stands out for you oh i mean there, there's again it it's going to sound repetitive, but I say it even with you
1: know my, my high school career, my college career, my pro career. There's so many good moments that it's hard to pick out one. Um, again, I don't want to sound repetitive, but I, I was blessed with some great coaches, with the crew, with the national team, um, and my my teammates with the crew um, were just were awesome. It was such a family environment that we had. Um, with, with the club and and the the crew does a great job with that. So, but I mean, 96 was definitely memorable and in, in opening, you know, every game we played in was just such an experience because it was brand new, um, you know, opening a crew stadium in, in 99 uh, open cup and Oh two. I mean, there's just so many, so many good moments. Um, but 99 would definitely goes, I'm sorry, 96 definitely goes down as is one of those memorable years.
0: And then a, a few years later, you know, you have World Cup 98, which you're a part of. And, you know, that group that you're in, Germany, Federal Republic of Yugoslavia and Iran, um, you know, kind of describe, um, you know, that, that 98 World Cup. I mean, your first matches against Germany. You're in the starting 11. You know, what's what's kind of going through your head playing, you know, Germany in the 98 World Cup and you're starting against them?
1: Yeah, it was uh you know my first cap came in 97 uh and and then I was uh invited to a couple camps end of end of 97 beginning of 98. You yeah, know, I, I went into the World Cup with with three caps. Um three or four caps going into the World Cup. So I I was pretty young um uh, but what a what a great experience again just to you know watching even our national team with with Alexi Tabramos, Claudio, Claudio, um, you know when I was in when I was in college and just out of college, um, and then to be on the field as a teammate with them was a great experience. Again, learned a lot from Coach Sampson, but also from those from those guys that I trained with every day, and then and to the step on the field in the World Cup, which which is every player's dream. Um, and look across the field at Lothar Mateus and, and Jürgen Klinsmann, who I literally had posters of them up in my bedroom. Um, and then just to see him across the, the other side of the field was, was quite surreal. Um, but it, you know, once the whistle blows it's, it's game time and, and you just, you get after it. Germany was obviously a top, a top team in the world at that point. Um, and, and they beat us, they beat us to nothing, but it was uh, the experience was um was incredible
0: your best memory from world cup 98 i know you said you usually say you have a lot of different ones and it's hard to pick but is there one particular you know is it that first game against germany or just the experience being in france and being a part of the world cup
1: yeah i mean it, pro- all the games i mean you just again the, the crowds the the atmosphere the that the of what the world cup means just to be i would probably say just to be part of that knowing that there's millions and millions of people watching and it's the biggest stage of any sporting event, and to be a part of it, I mean, leading up to it, I, there's so many times that you, you really just had to pinch yourself, and and you know, you dream about that as a young boy. Um, I can remember watching it with with my with my buddies um, watching the '86 um, World Cup highlights, and I would mimic uh, the announcer and, and and just dream of playing in the World Cup, and and to you know, 15 years later to not even 10 years later to, to be in the world cup was really, was really awesome. Um, and, and, and a dream come true.
0: So it's kind of transition. So, you know, you have a good eight year career with Columbus, you know, you've played in the summer Olympics with the U S national team. you played in, in the world cup in 98, you know, 2004 is your last season. You retire from professional soccer. Um, you know, was coaching a direction you wanted to go in or did you want to, or did it kind of just happen to get into coaching? Kind of describe that transition from being a player to coach.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of factors going into it, you know, throughout my, my pro career, unfortunately, I I took a lot of injuries. Ankle injuries is what caused me to retire. Um, And, and 04 is my last year. I actually retired at the beginning of 05, but um, you know, it was, it was a series of ankles injuries that, that caused me to retire. So, you know, I had some ups and downs throughout my career um, and towards the end of it, it was just one of those where I just, I knew physically, I, I couldn't do it anymore, but I wasn't ready to step away from the game and I got involved in just some coaching and, you know, you always do clinics and then um, just a little bit of coaching. And, you know, the, 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 coaching side still gave you those, those feelings of, of a player, those ups and downs, those highs and lows, that excitement you get when you step on the field—I felt it even when I was coaching. So, towards the end of my career, I, I thought, you know, may, this might be something that I want to that I want to pursue. And um, it was—it was probably towards the, the last couple of years where I was like, I'm not—I'm not ready to leave the game. I still want to be on the field, and I really enjoyed teaching and and working with um, working with kids um, and teaching them the game. And so that—that's kind of where the love for coaching came. Um, it was probably towards the end of my, my playing career. Um, and then I was, I was fortunate when I was, when I was, when I retired, I was, I was going to get into college coaching and then the opportunity with the U 17s opened up down in Bradenton with a program that, that is no longer, but it was called the residency program, um, with the U 17s. And, and there was a spot open opening there and coach John Hackworth, um, offered me the job. And and that was, That was such an incredible opportunity and when i look back at it from a coaching standpoint um you know i'm so thankful for for john to to give me that opportunity because it really um it taught me a lot about coaching and the experience it gave me in such a short time was incredible
0: so you jump from pro playing to the u17 residency program and then you know, working away as an assistant with the U-20 uh, national team and heading to the yep. 2007, you know, World Cup. Um, you know, can you kind of describe that U-20 World Cup? I mean, that, that team made a run. You had guys like Freddie Adu, Josie Altador, Dax McCarty, Michael Bradley, Sal Zizo, Robbie Rogers. Um, you know, play. it was a very tough group with Brazil, Poland, and South Korea. Can you uh, describe that U-20 World Cup?
1: Yeah, and... So when I'm down with the 17s, um, Thomas Rongan brought me along on a couple trips with the 20s. Dave Durr, Timmy Mulqueen were all part of that U20 staff. And um, what, what an incredible staff. And I was so thankful for, for Coach Rongan to give me the opportunity because, you know, not only was I working with the 17s on a daily basis with, with some incredible coaches – um, Keith Falk and John Hackworth, like I said, Raul Diaz are saying, and Mulqueen were with the 17s as well. Um, then I get to jump onto the 20 staff. So, you know, I always say at those three and a half, four years that I was down in Florida, uh, with three different cycles of the 17s and, and three different cycles with the twenties, I felt like was 20 years of experience. So it, it was, it was incredible to have that opportunity. And then to go to the U 20 world cup in Canada, um, What, what a great, what a great stage, what an incredible team. And, you know, just tactically um, so many different opponents uh, starting off against South Korea and then then Poland and then Brazil um, and and moving on and eventually losing to um, in the quarterfinals was just, it it was, it was a, it was a, it was a great run. And talk about a learning experience under Thomas Rongan who had just so much experience at all levels. Um, Again, just from a, from a coaching standpoint was, was incredible.
0: Then after your, your stint with the, you know, the residency program in the U twenties you decide to get into college coaching. Um, you take your first assistant job, uh, assistant coaching job at Louisville with Ken Lola. Um, You know, how big of a transition was it from coaching, you know, in the national team system to the college system?
1: Yeah. I mean, it it definitely was a little bit different. Um, You know, I loved working for us soccer, but I can remember qualifying um, for one of the 20s World Cup. Um, We were in Trinidad for almost 28 days, and my family was young. Uh, My daughter was about to be born, and it was just – it was a great experience, you know, anytime you're at World Cup qualifying, but it was just – it was long Um, and and I miss my family and again my family was getting young so or my family was young and and growing older and so I thought you know U.S. soccer is great and I was so thankful for the experience but college soccer um, I just thought was the path that I wanted to get into. I enjoy the seasons working with um, a little bit older player in college um, but yet a very similar level in terms of uh, the U-17s U-20 national team and just being able to, to mentor and, and to, to teach still at the college level, I thought was a, was a, the path that I wanted to go to. So you're right. I jumped in at, at the university of Louisville with, with Ken Lola, who is just a tremendous person and coach. Um, and again, blessed to, to work with, with, with Ken at, at Louisville. Um, and it, and it was it was a little bit different. I mean the rules are a little bit different the recruiting process is a little bit different but it was it was a great experience and, and Ken knew um, did a great job of just bringing me along and, and teaching me the college ropes and uh, you know he was a tremendous mentor um, for me just in terms of of dealing uh, learning the college
0: soccer uh, landscape two season zeros Louisville correct? yes. Yep. Yep. From Louisville, then you make the jump back to your alma mater, IU. Yeah, um, kind of describe that experience for you know for seven years you were back at your alma mater.
1: Yeah, no, it was again loved working with Ken and, and the University of Louisville, um, but the opportunity to come back to to Indiana, where I, I graduated from, obviously was was and then to work with with Todd Yagley, who Todd and I had known each other since we were 12. We played against each other and with each other I, and the state teams, regional teams. Played in, in college together and played at the crew together. Um, I lived like three houses down from him when when I re- when when he retired. Um, so I mean to to go back and, and work with with Yeggs at IU um, was was a was a great opportunity. So one I couldn't pass up. So that that was that was a lot of fun to go back and just you know working with with Todd and with the players and and dealing with the alums and some of my old teammates. It was it was a great. Um, it was a great opportunity for me and the family.
0: must be interesting when you guys match up against each other during the Big Ten season, because you guys know each other so well, right?
1: (laughs) It's always, I called him, I just texted him earlier today about something goofy. Uh, We we still keep in contact a lot. Um, And again, he, working with him was again, a great experience in terms of learning. Um, Obviously he, his, his relationship with his dad and, um, you know, his experiences and to be able to, to challenge each other and to bounce ideas off of each other, knowing that we had the, the mutual respect was, it, it was a fun office and it was, um, it was a great time working with, with Yeggs at IU.
0: 2017 being your last year at IU and then jumping to Ohio state, you know, taking that job in 2018. Um, was that the job you, you know, the first job or, you know, did you interview different places, you know, um, or was that the one you knew you wanted when the vacancy became open?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't talk to maybe a, a couple schools prior to, but nothing that um, really interested me. And and again, I was really happy at IU working with Yeggs. And, um, but when Ohio State opened up, um, you know, to, to come back to Columbus to work in this athletic department to be part of the big 10, to be, like I said, back in in Columbus was just, um, you know, it, it, it felt right for sure. And it was, it it was just such an incredible opportunity. Um, and it, it, you know, I, I wouldn't have left for any other program. Um, but to come back to Columbus and be part of Ohio state is, is it's a special place.
0: Sometimes it's hard, you know, when one guy leaves and one guy comes in and you have, you know, a you know, old players with current players, you know, what, what kind of, what have you brought to the program at Ohio state that just kind of wasn't there prior when you took over?
1: Well, I mean, there were, there were a few things. I mean, uh, coach, uh, John Bloom, he, he did a great job. Um, uh, he, he was here for 20 years, um, and did a great job with the program. Um, but coming in, the timing of of when uh, you know I started in in May, so you know the first time the team heard my voice was that was that first season in, in eighteen, which was tough. They, they the team and, and the program was definitely going through a transition phase. So I mean, there were some challenges, but I, I knew it coming in, um, and it, it was it was a fun challenge. Um, and in twenty eighteen, and then twenty nineteen, I thought we turned some really good corners and we were moving in the right direction. And and then obviously COVID hit, um, in in 2020, which, which was tough just in terms of, you know, the the spring, I love the spring for development purposes. Um, but in my three years here, we've had one spring. So, I mean, there's been some challenges even along the way there, but I mean, to, to come here with, um, You know, I'm pretty fortunate to have some pretty good experiences, as as we've been talking about. So to pass along those experiences to the student athletes, I think is very valuable um, in terms of their growth, not only on the field but off the field. I was a student athlete myself, um, so I know what the rigors are of that. Um, But yet to be successful in the classroom as well as on the field, um, you know, I've, I've had, I've been really blessed to have some incredible experiences that I really enjoy passing along to our student athletes
0: you know, you spent a lot of years, you know, learning under a lot of great coaches, as you said, you know, with the national team and then Ken Lola and Todd and, you know, did, did everything prepare you to, to make that jump to the head coaching role or is there still a little bit more you needed to learn? Um, no, I mean, it was
1: like, I said, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I, I was, I was really fortunate to, um, to, to work under some incredible coaches and, um, it, it was it was a good jump. I mean, I think anytime that that you make that jump and and you're there's going to be challenges. But again, like I said, that they're fun challenges. Um, you you really enjoy it. You get to um, you get to mold things the way the way you want them. You get to even though you take bits and pieces from every coach that you've worked with, uh, but you kind of put it into your own coaching style and what works for you. And you know that w- that was a lot of fun. Um, so overall, you know, it it's been it's been an incredible experience. Um, and and very thankful for to all the coaches again that had have, have mentored me and, and had a had an influence on me as a player and as a coach.
0: You playing for the Crew and you know, you've been back in, you know, Columbus, you know, as you said kind of being, you know, a second home to you or you're, or you're, or you're you know, a, you know, feeling like home, you know, even though you're from Michigan and you've been everywhere. Um, you know, with with the Crew, you know, how much how much does that club mean to the city of Columbus and the state of Ohio?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Crew First of all, I mean the Crew is, is means it so much to me to play my whole career with the Crew. I mean, what an incredible club. Um and I mentioned it earlier, just an incredible family uh atmosphere the club um has. I mean, and and everything they went through in terms of is the crew gonna leave and then they stay and now the new ownership. I mean, it's it's incredible the uh the the, the path that the club has taken and it means so much for this soccer community, for the for the whole city of Columbus and for the whole state. I mean, to, to be one of the um original clubs in ninety-six and to see how they've grown to build the first soccer specific stadium that it's really a lot of credit goes to that stadium for, you know, for for turning professional soccer and and for the league and and really helping the league take that jump that you see now. I mean, um, the crew uh, the crew means a ton not only to again the whole state of Ohio but to this to the whole to the whole country. I mean, what what they've done in Major League League soccer um, is pretty incredible.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned just how historic, you know, old crew stadium, Maffrey, you know, whatever, you know, everyone has, you know, they refer to different, different names and such, but, you know, you know, it's had so much history in Columbus, you know, with the national team and then obviously the Columbus crew, you know, Dos Acero was, you know, created in Columbus. Um, and, uh, you know, what's it, you know, that new stadium downtown that, you know, just opened up, you know, and in July here, you know, how, uh, you know how great is that for the fans and just for the people around the Columbus area?
1: it's It's incredible. Um, again, there's so much history with with Crew Stadium and like, like you said with the national team and I didn't even mention that um, but so so much stuff that that stadium um, created and now the new stadium I was able to go the other day uh, against New York City um, and what an incredible venue it is uh, right downtown, a uh, great spot. Um, and, and has all the bells and whistles and it's just, it's an incredible venue, incredible home for the crew. Um, I mean, that's, that's where the league's going. That's where it's growing. Um, and to see all the stadiums that are popping up uh, the quality of the stadiums, the training facilities, uh, world-class. I mean, the league is, is world-class for sure. And um, it's, it's, it's just fun to watch. It's fun right. to watch
0: you have know, coached at many levels, you've seen a lot of players, you know, um, you've talked about your time at development as a player and, um, you know, how you've learned, you know, growing each stage of your, of your soccer career. Um, you know, I guess, you know, since retiring in 2004, you know, and uh, you know, have you in, you know, have you noticed, you know, a positive shift in player development in this country?
1: Oh, I mean, the, the sport has grown so much. I mean, it, it's grown so much and there's so many good players out there. So, so absolutely. Um, you know, when I was growing up, not, not, I mean, soccer, it was hard to see soccer on TV. Um, you know, not as nearly as many youth kids played it. Um, and, and you had your good players that were passionate about it. But I mean, nowadays there are so many good players, so many good club teams, uh, so many good college programs. um, wow it's it's so it, the growth is is probably unparalleled that that you've seen in in any other sport across the world um I mean just the, the growth of, of of soccer in this country and you know I'll, I'll say thirty years has been tremendous i mean it, when you look at the the pro game the college game the youth um the growth has been has been incredible now I know everybody has their opinions on you know, how are we going as fast as we can and all that? But I mean, nobody can deny that the actual growth of the, of the sport in this country um, over the last, I'm just going to throw out there 30 years. It, it's mm-hmm. been, it, it's been incredible.
0: Kind of continue on the development process, you know, jumping from youth to the, the college game. I mean, it's, you know, it's been interesting. You know, we have MLS academies now, kids signing homegrown deals, you know, not going to college, some going overseas some spending a few years in college. Um, you know, how valuable though is, you know, the college development process, you know, for a player? I mean, all, all
1: what you said is again, great for the sport. Um, and everybody develops a little bit differently. I, one thing you, you'll learn, there's, there's not a, you know, the, the same path isn't always the best path for, for every, um, every young player developing, um, no, no matter what the case may be, but college, I mean, there's definitely, um, I mean the growth you can have in college and, and the, the importance of the college game for the growth of soccer, you know, whether you look at the MLS of the college players in the MLS, USL national team, I mean, college develops players. Um, there's so many good programs, so many good coaches in the, in the college game that, um, college has a, has a huge impact on soccer in this, in this country Um, with the, with the facilities, um, even with the, with, with, with the structure, with, with everything that college provides um, it is definitely a very good path uh, for, for soccer players to not only grow uh, academically, but, but definitely grow in the game.
0: I mean, and we've seen it too, with guys like Chris Mueller from Wisconsin um, Henry Kessler, you know, is now with the national team in the Gold Cup was at UVA. Um uh you know, I mean, just got on the
1: whole Gold Cup roster. I mean, it's it's yep. pretty it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, a lot of college guys in that yep. roster. Um Eric Williamson from Maryland. I mean, we can go on and on about the college guys okay. in that roster. Yep. Yeah. You know, switching back to pro soccer, Detroit, you know, obviously with the Detroit Express, it had been a while, you know. It, Uh, you know, since the NASL folded and Detroit had a pro team, but, you know, now Detroit has a pro team in Detroit city football club. Um, you know, they started as an amateur club in 2012. Um, now they're in, you know, NISA, which is third division pro soccer. Um, you know, I guess, you know, for, for a guy that kind of, you know, grew up and had pro soccer and then it, you know, went away for a bit and, you know, now we have pro soccer in the greater Detroit area. I mean, how, how much of a, you know, impact is that and an importance, is it for, you know, people to have that in, uh, in the greater Detroit area?
1: Well, I mean, the passion for soccer in, the, in in Detroit has always been huge. I mean, I went, I grew up going to Detroit Express um, games and, and I loved it. I mean, just for youth kids to be able to see that type of passion to follow a club. Um, I think it's Detroit FC, I think is, is it's great. And, and unfortunately I haven't made it to a game yet, but my family still in, in Detroit has, has gone. And they, they said it's, it's, it's a great environment. And and that's what you're looking for. I mean, that, that grows the sport, that gains fans um, that helps just the sport grow. And you always knew that the passion for the game was, was in, in Detroit and around Detroit and and to see them uh, bring it all together with, with the, Um, Detroit city FC. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, And again, they're, they're really leading the charge in that, in the NISA, like you said, um, in terms of just the atmosphere and the attendance and um, just the, the the passion for the game. Final question.
0: I mean, you, you know, you've described your career, you've played against coached against a lot of guys, played against a lot of guys um, played with some great players. Uh, Just final, final question, two part. Um, best player you've played against and a former teammate you've enjoyed playing with the most.
1: Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, and I'm going to, I'm going to um, just like when you ask, you know, what my favorite moment is, I, I can't, I can't pick one, um, one that I played with or against. I mean, there's, uh, and I, I've, I've said this, throughout this whole, uh, whole interview, but, you know, I've been, I've been really blessed and fortunate to, to, to play with some great, some great players. Um, and, and I say it all the time, you learn a lot from, um, you know, great coaches, which I've been fortunate to have, but also playing with and watching great players. And, you know, from, I know you mentioned with the Olympic team from Claudio Reyna, um, Alexi Lalas, you know, Tab Ramos, um, you know, teammates, you know, T- Todd Yeagley, Brian McBride, Jurgen Sommer, Thomas, too. Duh- I mean, I can just I can I can go on and on about how fortunate I have been to to play with and a, against great players in this country, um, let alone the international players. But, um, you know, it's, it's really hard to single out one either that I played against or I played with because I've been fortunate throughout my career. Yeah.
0: How do you like that answer? I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's, hey, it. Hey, I mean, you've accomplished a lot. I mean, you know, it's sometimes hard to choose, you know, because everything's so great. It is.
1: Yeah, no, I, I can. I, I can't complain. Um, it's It's been a, as a player, even though it, it feels like it was 100 years ago, it, it was a tremendous ride as uh um throughout my career
0: Brian I appreciate you for joining me on the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast Um, you know all the best to you the coaching staff and players this upcoming fall and uh, and thank you again
1: well Brooks I appreciate you having me on Uh, it's been a lot of fun thanks to the MSC crew to Jenny for editing and to the dance for the music and for uh, the whole MSC family thank you for another week enjoy your soccer